computer, load royalty-free christmasjazz.mp3. Where's that sax? There it is. Oh yeah. Mmm. Giving it to you holiday style. That's right. This is RSF Radio. A very holiday episode. And I call it holiday episode, just like Street Fighter V, even though everything is Christmas themed. Try to stay on brand. Anyway, folks, welcome. Uh, but before we get into a lot of the end of the year stuff, because there's there's some wrap-up stuff that I'd like to get into. Before I do that, I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun, wouldn't it be a hoot, if we loaded up some some good old Christmas anecdotes, maybe ones you never heard before, some stuff that's like on the edge, some brand new stuff. So I gotta go where I go for all my brand new anecdotes. Not the top of the dome, but I go to, well, let's load up Google. Okay, so Google AskJeeves.com. Okay. Alright, so Ask Jeeves, my personal butler. Let's ask him, hey Jeeves, uh, got any brand new Christmas anecdotes that I could share at the holiday party and look like a business hero to my coworkers, friends, and family? Uh, thank you. Send. Let's wait. It is Ask Jesus. It is taking a while. He does this personally. He's going to load up some... Man- oh, look at that. Look at these anecdotes. Here they are. Here they are right quick. Thank you, Ask Jesus. Let me take a look at these. Yeah. Oh, boy. These are just... Oh, these are a hoot and a half. Oh, man. This is stuff you've never seen before. I guarantee it. Oh, try try some of these out. Okay. New stuff that I'm sure has not never been said about Christmas or the holidays. Uh, let's start with this one, which I, is like, it's kind of, it's kind of way out there, but just like, stick with me. So you're at a party, let's say, and, and someone asks you, uh, hey, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And you reply, die hard. Oh. <laughs> die hard? A Christmas movie? What? That's an action film where Bruce Willis steps on some glass, and he says "Yippee motherfucker," and then and then shoots Service Snape off of a building. That's that's not a Christmas movie. Come on, that's an action movie. That's an action movie. How do you make that argument? Come on, what a joke. Well, you would be the office joker if you made that one, which I'm sure no one has ever heard. By the way, no one has ever heard these anecdotes before. I loaded these on AskJeeves.com. That's infallible. That's an infallible source for your freshest anecdotes. Uh, Let's look at this next one here. Um, Okay, so this one, you need to be like at a party uh, or or somewhere where Christmas music is playing. uh, And Oh, what's that? What's that sound? Over the radio, you hear, it's cold outside. And then you lean into someone and you say, hey, you know, this song's really about sexual assault if you think about it. <laughs> what? What a take! What a take! Man, Brand- 2019? Me too, goddamn. Wow. Wow, you'll really raise a bunch of arguments with that one at the office, I'm sure. Maybe non-office appropriate, depending on, you know, who's around, who's listening in. 
You just, you know, you want to say that one around the right people, if you know what I mean, wink, wink. Uh, because, again, no one has ever talked about the problematic nature of that song ever before, as Chief says right here, that no one has ever done that. So you'll be the first one to do that. It'll be a brand new anecdote you can share with all of your work buddies or friends and family. Um, what's this next one here? Uh, something about, something about Starbucks cups. I'm sorry. Those aren't, this might be an older take. Jeeves, are you sure these aren't the older takes? Let's dust off these, these older, these old anecdotes. Let's get these out of here. Okay. I don't know if I can trust that source anymore. All right. Well, welcome to the end of the year wrap up folks. This is RSF radio, a a dedicated Christmas podcast for the Christmas video game of all time, Street Fighter V. Uh, it is a stocking stuffer now at the cool price of, I don't know, they, they gave it away for like free. It went on sale over Capcom Cup. Uh, and I don't know if that sale is still going on at the time of the time of you hearing my voice, but regardless, uh, a lot of season passes went on sale. Uh, they introduced Kage, the new character. Uh, but again, so that's that's all like the the news news. We're not here to talk about the news on this episode. This is just this is like a kind of end of the year wrap. It's been a while, fam. It's been a while, fam. Since it's just been me and you, I've had a lot of people on the show uh, this year entirely. Um, that's kind of been a big help to me because planning these shows to do a solo show by myself that's a lot of it's a lot of pre work. Get someone else on. They do half the work for you, and it makes it so easy. Uh, but no, but seriously, though, uh, it has been awesome having a lot of really interesting conversations with a bunch of different people within the FGC working in different areas. We've had content creators, players, uh, event organizers, artists. Uh, so just a lot of, we've had, I don't know, there's been a lot of different opinions here and a lot of different uh takes on where the scene is right now uh, and I don't know I'm really thankful that there have been enough people who've been interested at least to to be on this show uh, and would want to talk about those things so I'm looking forward to 2019 and uh, and having a little bit I think we're gonna go more conversation heavy at least at least for now I, I, I feel like that that's been a good direction for this show and I plan on having a good slate of, of guests. Now I don't feel something someone had brought up is that, Hey, you might burn out on, on guests, but I don't feel like returning guests is bad is necessarily a bad thing. Uh, sometimes people's takes change. I mean, the, the state of the industry is, is something that is ever changing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's gotten weird right now. I feel like we're in a weird place after, after Capcom cup and the announcement of just, just Kage and no one else. And then street fighters saying, Hey, we're not necessarily done. Look till after the holidays. Look for us announcements in 2019. Uh, because we don't have anything. Also no season pass, by the way, they let that one slip minutes ago. So it's like, I don't know, it, it's strange. I, I, again, we're seated in a position where we can have very interesting conversations with any of the people who have, who have been on the show uh, previously. So, uh, again, not going to list out everyone uh, because I would be here for too long. But to everyone who has been a guest on this show, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it really has been 
uh, just a pleasure uh, having these very interesting conversations with everybody else. And I would encourage everybody to go back and listen to any of those episodes uh, just to gain some insight. Give those people a follow. Give them a follow. See what see what they got going on. Uh, but anyway, I uh, also want to thank the mod team for being there throughout the year uh, on our Street Fighter, doing just the nitty-gritty work all that moderation that happens that people don't necessarily see a lot of the things that just get taken care of, uh, out and out just so that we don't have to fucking do like you guys don't have to fucking deal with it or see it. Cause there's a lot of, not a lot of, maybe I, maybe when I say a lot of, I could say maybe like 10 times a day when, which I guess to a normal human, when you see like some really nasty shit 10 times a day. You just go, mm, this is a bad thing all the time. But so it's, you know, it's, it's a thankless job. So I want to thank, uh, the mods who have been taking care of that stuff. Also any of the mods who've done, you know, extra work outside of just the moderation, because we kind of turned into this, uh, weird machine, the sponsorship machine that's done a whole bunch of stuff for a lot of different communities. Uh, and it's everyone involved. So, or anyone who posts, it's like good content to our street fighter. Like, thank you. Fucking thank you. Um, this place is only as good as you guys make it. Like it, I, I don't really, at least I don't feel like I or the team has that much. Like we have a wheel, right? And we can maybe guide it. But the sails are in the air, and we're going whichever way the wind's blowing. We're three sheets to the wind, okay? Uh, and you guys are are really at the we're at your mercy, so to speak. So if you want to see some guide stuff, just find it, find it out there, link it. Let let's see it. So I know it's out there because I've seen I I've like a fuck ton of Kage shit like all day. Uh, but anyway, folks, thank you. Uh, thanks to all the, the people who've been shared good content throughout the year. Continue to do that. I recommend that. Uh, and also if you have any like recommendations on how to make sub better, like please anytime, like we are always open for discussion with anything. Uh, or if you want to bring any like propositions to anyone on the team with, Hey, I want to do this or I want to do that. Uh, just let us know. Hit me up anytime. Uh, our DMS are open on Twitter or through the subreddit. So we're, we are available. Uh, use us as a resource. That's what we're here for. Um, but again, thank you guys. Uh, but I want to get into, I guess the meat of this show. Uh, not that I really want to talk about news and stuff. There is a little bit of stuff to talk about, but we'll talk about that on next week's episode. I have a good one planned. Uh, really looking forward to it. It's been someone who's been on my list to talk to for a while now. I can't say it right now, but because of you know how scheduling is, but I looking forward to it. Uh, but with this show, I wanted to because everyone's into lists. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a list, okay? I'm gonna break it down. Uh, my and I did this last year too. Uh, but my top ten favorite matches from this year, favorite sets, favorite, you know, favorite plays, basically, uh, going to go through the year and look at 10 of what I think are the best, or maybe not the best, but matches that meant something to me as a player, as a fan, as a sponsor, as a, as a moderator, moderator of our street fighter, like things that 
you know, moved the community a little bit. Some that like got people talking, some of that stuff, uh, matches that I thought were important. Uh, and it's not all of them. There's more than 10. This list could have been a lot longer. Uh, and by the way, if you just want to go ahead and press pause now and write up your own list, or even doesn't have to be 10, maybe five matches that you can remember throughout the year, uh, respond in the comments somewhere, anywhere where you can comment on this show, do it. I'll probably see it. Um, I think I have notifications set up for that, but anyway, do that now if you want to, uh, and then we'll compare notes at the end. Hit play again, and we'll we'll get down in it. But all right, so let's start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. So number ten was from Texas Showdown. This was shortly after, well, maybe not shortly after, but it was like one of the next big events that Mena RD showed up to, uh, and he was in grand finals against Knuckle Dew. If you remember this set. People were were excited to see Mena play. Uh, do also a very strong player. He was the the Capcom Cup champion the year before, uh, and then we got Mena. Then it's like, well, this was a kind of a contentious match uh, at a ranked. This was a ranked event. Uh, anyway, uh, what was most important with this match? I think, uh, aside from being just a good a good set, it was a fun set to watch. A lot of cool stuff happened. Mena showed some tech there that was interesting. He played Birdie, uh, Dew played Guile, uh, and that was kind of the start of people being like, yo, Guile's a little OP. Uh, but at the end of the set, because everyone was kind of you know rooting for the homeboy, you know, you're in America, you're in the heart of America in Texas, and people were chanting Dew. Mena wins, immediately turns around. Stifles them, stifles them, and they don't make any noise. All of the Dominican Republic shouts, and they're they're all on stage, and they're they're hyping her up. They're not making a lot of noise, and then they start chanting "Knuckle Do." Oh man, what a chant! Like that's the kind of stuff that man, you see that stuff in the FGC, and that's just I don't know. That's a compelling story. You look at something like that. That's that's a that's a good that's a good story to tell. Uh, when these character when these characters when I say characters they're players but they're like expressing their character through their actions after a big win or something like that instead of like some of this stale stuff that you see of uh, people just winning they're treating it like a day job but they're just having fun with it and you see that a lot in the I want to say like specifically Dominican Republic are usually very vocal about you know when someone from their hometown wins one of their boys win. They're always going to be there. Promise you that. There's a lot of people from Dominican Republic who play in our weekly, and they're all there for that. It's good shit. Uh, but anyway, it's a great set. Highly recommend you watch it. Uh, that's that comes in at number ten. Starting off with a with a little sign, signing off with a shh. shh. It was so good. Turns around, Ooh. finger to the lips. So good. Shushes them. Shushes them. Real good. Uh, number nine was Daigo versus Tokido in the Kimono Michi in the first to ten. People were... well. From I have this listed for a couple of reasons. One was that the match itself was hyped up so well. I think Daigo did a really good job at pitching this set. Uh, there was like hype reels. There were interviews leading up to it. 
they had done like it was like they locked themselves away on a mountain and did training. Uh, I think Doc Fugu has a lot of good translations out there of interviews that they had done of what they did for training. I think I talked about that in that episode. I can't remember what number that is, but it's in a past podcast where we talk about that specifically. But with that said, just everything leading up to this, you saw Daigo being like, no, I, I, I cannot lose just like stone cold killer. Like he typically is known for, I mean, at the time people were saying, you know, Daigo's never lost a, lost a long set. And then it's like, well, he did lose the one set to Itabashi, but it had weird rules. It was like tennis rules. Uh, but if you look at who won 10 matches first, Daigo would have won. So like who really knows who really knows who could beat Daigo in a first 10 and it's Tokido and he's coming off that Evo. Like he's, He's he's strong. He's play, he's playing strong. He's never been weak. And Tycho just washes him, washes him clean, cleaned his ass, wash himself. Uh, oh man, is it good? It just the it, it is just another example. Of, and here's the thing. I feel like we're pretty close to having another one of those. I feel like Daigo going zero and two at Capcom Cup is the preamble to Daigo demolishing someone in a first to 10 or a lot of people in a first to 10. I want to see, I want to see that. I'm looking forward to that. Anytime I see Daigo lose in a big tournament, I'm, I'm just, I sit back and I think, who is he going to murder? Who is he going to embarrass in the next coming months or so? Cause it's going to happen folks. I don't know how or when or how, like what's in the planning. Like people might be on break. Daigo's not on break. I've seen his Ryu right now. Cause guess what? Ryu got buff. He got, bu- well, maybe not like super buff, but they buffed him enough where Ryu is, is a usable character on the character select screen. Uh, so I'm looking forward to whatever the next first to 10 is specifically because of Daigo's long history of just, demolishing people in first 10 and this was no different uh and a great match to watch there are tons of breakdowns of this match that are totally worth watching all right uh in number eight uh this one close to my heart just because of the the long haul that it takes it's the the mental stability that it takes to to perform this feat uh but it was actually at capcom cup we have one coming in and for your, what is it? Your Oscar bait. This is like your, your match bait. Justin Wong versus Itabashi Zangief. Justin Wong is Manat, Itabashi as Abigail. Not a great matchup. And it's like Itabashi's other character is, is Zangief. Even worse. Not even like, don't even try. Uh, and this is one of those matchups where Manat can really keep you out that whole entire set. And Justin Wong, one of historically, one of the most annoying players to play. That is his mo. You look at any of his match play in any game where he has the ability to just lock someone away, keep them out, throw away the key. That's his mo. And Justin was up 2-0, had match point at one point, lost it, and Itabashi just went on a tear. And oh boy, oh brother, that comeback. That comeback from being down 0-2 to winning, oh, man, 
gotta love it. Abashi said, he is one of the most fun people to watch. Always got a grin on his face, even when he's losing. It's one of the things about him that I just, I love as a player. Uh, just, he brings so much joy to the game. And when you can overcome a matchup like that against a player like Justin Wong, ooh, that is just kiss his fingertips. Every time I'll watch that and just be excited because that is just something else. Uh, speaking of something that I like seeing a lot, number seven, something that, again, there's a little history to this of of <laughs> of this player doing something similar in recent history. Uh, but Alex Valle versus Knuckledew at Evo. Alex Valle with that Blanca pick versus Knuckledew's Cami. Uh, if you remember... Uh, I've talked about it on this show before, uh, and I will talk about it again. But one of my favorite matches of all time, uh, at least in the last decade or so, was Alex Valle versus Bonchan. Hugo versus Scott. Bad matchup. Well, that one is specifically a bad matchup, but still, at this in this era of Alex Valle, he's not looking to actually win Evo. He's just looking, and I love this, he's just looking to, if, to have fun as a player, be a showman if he can, and and gatekeep if he can. So he's going to put in some work, but he's there to shake hands. He's there to 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 push level up series. He's there to, to be everybody's uncle. It's Alex Valle. Come on. He's got so much on his plate that being top competitor is like a pipe dream. If it happens, I'm sure he would love that. Like If he gets in that position to really cut some throats, I'm sure he would love it which he did in this instance, which, again, why this is so exciting. You have Knuckledew, super strong player, picks Cammy, bad matchup for Blanca, a lot of people consider. I don't know, i have to talk to Wolfgang about it, but regardless, Valle shows off some Blanca, which is a newer character at the time as well. So he put in all of this work with the Blanca, and then kind of bops do, 2-0, clean. Uh, it's just another example of times where Alex Valle can really take out top competitors with characters, especially at the time, characters that were not proven. There were not a lot of people saying, like, yo, Blanca, he's all right. He's right. A lot of people were like, nah, there's not a whole lot here with Blanca. I can't, I can't say one way or another. No one knows about Blanca. Alex Valle knew. He absolutely knew. Man, the stage was... It's one of those things where there's so many matches going on, but it was main stage, and everyone kind of turned around like, Alex Valle's playing Blanca against Dew? Wait, wait, he won his first match? Ho, 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 we're going we're, we're gonna to sit down for this one, folks. Uh, and just a joy to watch something like that happen. Uh, so great to see that again from Valle uh, and Dew. Sorry that this is the second match on here that you lost. You did have a good season, I'm sorry for bringing up two of those. Anyway, <clears throat> next match. Uh, situation where Daigo lost. Even though I would say his play was the highlight of this set. At least in, in one instance. But number six. Daigo versus Problem X uh, at the Red Bull Kimite. Uh, Guile playing, or Daigo playing Guile. Problem X playing Bison. Now, Daigo lost this set, but there was an instance where 
you know, the the whole conversation around Street Fighter Five had been moving towards, oh, it's just comeback Fighter Five. Uh, it's just X Factor to the nth degree. It's just comebacks. They're expected. This game is not the comebacks aren't exciting to watch. This was a match where the the comeback was exciting to watch. Did not have the V meter. Couldn't couldn't let a rip. And Gile, he has some burst damage, but it's not it's not like other characters. It's not even like it's not even like M Bison's comeback potential. But Daigo down, down on life. The way he just walking, blocking, bulldogging his way out of corner, corner position, blocking everything, Tekken throws. It was one of those one of those moments that. Even, I guess the conversation was that comebacks happen, so you're not really on the edge of your seat when they do, but this was an edge of your seat, gripping gripping the armrests, just nails digging into it, digging into that rich mahogany, like you do, because it really could have ended at any moment. A number of times in that set, you were like, ooh, boy, this could, this could really drop, but this just had me on the edge of my seat, and that's why it earned a spot at number six. Number five, this one hits close to home and caused a lot of conversations in the FGC that I think we still talk about. But uh, El Chacote versus Tokido at SCR. If you remember, this was in pools. This was not main. This was not main stage. The only footage of this I have is from shaky cam from like someone who's like off at a real bad angle. That's all I got. I'm gonna share that video with you. But Tay wins. Bops him, Tokido, and this was a situation where people saw that and they're like, "Well, who is this? Who is this El Chipotle? Like, what's what's going on here? Who is this person? Armika, that's just a robbery character. Come on." And it's like, "Well, no, because like Tokido plays Fudo all the time, so it's not like he's not prepared for the matchup, and." Also, maybe you guys should learn a lot of these up-and-coming players who are legitimately threats. Tay is legitimately a threat. It still remains to be. Uh, and just cathartic for me because he's wearing that uh, that sponsorship tee that we had gotten. This was after, in a timeline, this was after Evo. So he had the sponsorship tee rocking it for the people, for the homeboys. And just when you have a player like that beat someone that... At the time, at the time, still, people were like, Tokido is so strong. And people still say that because it's fucking true. But this was a moment where we had to check ourselves and say, well, actually, these players, the the pool is filled with sharks. It's not like, pools aren't just, there's one shark and you get out. It's No, it's all sharks. It is, it is packed, filled to the brim with sharks. We got too many sharks. It's a terrifying situation. Every pool. Uh, and this, I think, was the first time that that really hit home for people of no one is safe at any time because there are so many people putting in a lot of work. Tay put in the work. I know it. I know he did. And he's still putting in work. He got a MeUndie sponsorship. I think he's the first... I think he's the first person in the FGC to have a MeUndie sponsorship. I was so jealous when he said... I was so fucking jealous and also so fucking happy for him. Man... I've never been so conflicted in my life. 
Never been so conflicted, but I'm glad that his junk is cradled in the soft, soft microfibers of a mi- micromodal material of a good, good MeUndies. I'm sure they have a holiday edition MeUndies situation. I This podcast is not sponsored by them, so please don't don't use offer code. Is it like Chakotay? Is that, the, is that his offer code? Fuck it, I don't know. Anyway, follow that man. Follow that man. Watch him play. He's a very solid player. And Mika didn't really change this season. Maybe he'll put more time in with, with G. I don't know if he's going to change it up, but we'll see. Uh, definitely a player to watch in 2019 for sure. Definitely an up-and-comer. Um, and that was another. That was also the other end of that is that you can say with Tokido is that after he lost that set, uh, he was on record saying never again. And then the last, then the next time he plays Fudo just destroys him. It like made him look free, embarrassed him. Uh, so just a good all around situation, uh, about how, like just about where the level of competition is, even though you have so many people like in, in chats saying, or ignorant folks being like, well, like here's again, rapping burritos at El Chipotle beating Tokido. No, 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 not the case. Tay's a fucking threat. Let him know. Okay. Speaking of fucking threats, this fandom man, Sako, perfect run through TW Fighter. This was impressive. This was almost, we were, we almost had that situation at Capcom Cup, by the way, of Gachikun running all the way through Capcom Cup without losing uh, a single set. However, not the case. Because he played Bonchan, which was actually a super good set. It's not on this list, but that was a really good fucking set. Number two from Capcom Cup, in my opinion. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, let's do like a little liner note. Also, maybe watch Bonchan versus Gotchikun. Very good. And asterisk. Uh, but anyway, Sako uh, doesn't lose a single round. Well, he loses rounds, doesn't lose a single set. And wins. The entire... The, the, Runs through everybody, winner side. Just push, 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 like 2 0, 2 0, 2 0, 3 0, 3 0, 3 0. Just the whole way, all the way down, and takes it. His family was there. You could see his his children, little girl, being like so cute and adorable. And it's it's just a heartwarming moment. It's a family moment that is worth watching. Uh, it is a. For the old, for the old guys out there, you go, yeah, man. Maybe I can, maybe I can be like Saka. Get, maybe not if you're just starting right now. But hey, one can dream. Uh, but no, it was just an incredible run uh, with Minot, who is a, or at least was a very strong character in season three. We shall see in season four. There have been some changes. That um, that V trigger, three bars now, not two. So probably only going to activate that once per round. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But this was another situation where I love this match because, or this set or this entire tournament run per se, which is kind of cheating, I guess, uh, because his family's there. It's just so emotional. There were so many tears in the crowd. Uh, It's one of those connecting things. It's a good storyline. This is a good selling storyline that I think the FGC needs more of this stuff. Uh, And that's why I think it's one of the best matches of of the year. Uh, And another moment like that that I think deserves to be on this list, Angry Bird versus uh, Fanatics... uh, I can't... mm, Akainu, I'm going to say it wrong, Akainu, 
I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Akainu. Uh, this, basically all of EGX EU regional finals was a really good tournament. Uh, just be- specifically because it was at a time where everyone was like, there's a bunch of Kamis, there's a bunch of Akumas, there's a bunch of Guiles. Like, it's, it's the same, it's the same every week. I'm done with this. Done with this. But no. Regional finals, we got a Zeku. There's an Alex with Gunfight, which is also a really good set. Uh, not on this list. Again, another asterisk. Maybe, wa- maybe watch that set. Uh, but Angry Bird with Zaku taking it over a guile man this was an exciting set going down to the wire well it was down to the wire in grand finals he was coming from the winner's side so he had he had something like he could have lost the set and maybe run it back in the the reset but regardless takes it and what i love about this one aside from it being a really exciting set because uh, you see a lot of zaku stuff that you don't typically get to see uh, and just overall exciting match to watch but after the match specifically as soon as he as soon as he wins you see just the way that he like you see it in his body the the shoulders relax like his eyes refocus into reality and then just hands in the head he's done he's he is just like being in that state of emotional just Oh, being overwhelmed by by the the joy, tears of joy streaming down the face. Um, you can't blame him. Just having that much passion, caring about something so much to finally hold and just knowing that oh fuck, I'm in Capcom Cup. I made it. Like whoa, like it. You can see it like wash over him. And again, it's just one of those human moments this year that you just go, man, that is what the FGC is about. Caring about something so much that in a moment where you finally take victory and you win, just just hit right between the eyes. And you just, the way that he slumps over, you just go, that is, that's the perfect visual that of someone giving a fuck. That, oh, it's so good. Highly recommend watching. And just watch his reaction at the end. Please, if you do anything this year. All right. Uh, let's get out of this sad, sad business and have some fun. Something that I'm looking forward to in the next next month. Uh, but anyway, uh, start of the year, every year, the tournament that kicks off my year, reinvigorates me with life, fills my meter. Was it Co-op Cup? So this was a long time ago, folks. Trust me. Uh, but it was specifically uh, Lu- Lucifer, I'm doing air quotes, uh, a.k.a. Pierre Rose, Remy, and his OCV with Remy, uh, just does this incredible run through five players, just boom, 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 kills them. And they're all killers out there. This is not nobody's that he's bodying. With Remy, OCV, you're gone, you're gone, you're done, we out, get Remied. <laughs> which is like not a thing in that game. Uh, and just watching him play is and watching him play his opponent's mind and beat them that way is just, it was just incredible to watch. And I can't wait. I cannot wait for 2019's co-op cup. So excited for it because again, that is just the tournament. Every time it hits, you just, 
you can't help but be excited. You can't help but watch these matches and go, oh, there is some good play there. Because also a lot of time, if you don't, if you haven't watched Third Strike, uh, it can be a very you don't know anything about the game. It can be really hard to decipher what's happening or why a, a person would do a certain thing on wake up or why it's hard to tell what's happening. If you don't know the mechanics of the game or don't know like the meta of the game or, you know, what the properties of some moves are, I can, I can understand that. However, a lot of the times they'll, they'll have people out there, um, even in English, uh, like for example, our life goes out there. I think he's going out this year. And he, he typically provides a lot of really solid commentary. I actually had him on the show after this had happened. Uh, he was only like a couple weeks after this had happened to talk about this specifically. Uh, and we geek out over it. So listen to that show. Uh, because this was just another one of those moments where it's like fucking wow. Wow. With Remy? Seriously, Piro? Wow. Uh, so that's why it landed a number two spot. And again, cannot wait for co-op cup this year. Highly recommend you watch it. Everybody out there, anyone who gives a fuck about fighting games in general, it's just, maybe you don't care about third strike so much. This, I mean, I guess maybe it won't be interesting, but like, if you never watched third strike and you've never watched, like you never like gotten into other fighting games, let's say, uh, watch this tournament. Cause it's all love all the time. It's a great tournament. Uh, hopefully we get shit like this happening this year because this was oh magnificent. So something like this happens. Every, that's the thing because it's a five v five tournament. You only you only got to beat someone once. It's not it's not a two out of three. You just got it one, two rounds. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Two rounds is all you need. You can go buck wild on someone. It can happen. Anything can happen. Q's can beat Makoto's. It it happens. Uh, and it's just... It, it that Because of that element that anything can happen uh, and just the level of play in general and the, the passion that these players have for the game, uh, that it just kicks off my ear in such a... It's a good positive note. So I highly recommend you watch that. Uh, might even provide a link in the comments to... You know, the information on that. But anyway, coming down to it, folks. Number one, with a bullet. Uh, actually, from Evo, Chris CCH, Guile versus Itabashi Zangief. When he was still playing Zangief. So this was... I'm. This is a thing where Chris CCH, we had sponsored him uh, at NCR. There was a whole situation with... Red Bull, it wasn't Conquest at the time, whatever the fuck it was before that, uh, where he wasn't eligible for being, you know, flown out as as the representative team from his region, uh, even though other players had he was he he had ranked high enough to to go, but Red Bull said no, you actually can't come, and he was like, well, wait a minute, uh, why? They were like, well, you're too young. Uh, and it was like some weird bylaw that was like written in very small text in like page like 17 of a weird document. Anyway, uh, we all kind of saw that as, hey, it's kind of fucked up that he's this super strong competitor at, I think he's only 15 at the time. But like, 
super strong kids. So we, we stepped up as a community. We were part of this. And I say we, I mean you as well. Uh, you, the listener. Uh, we all stepped up and said, no, uh, we're going to send you to to NC, to the next premiere. Like, whatever one makes sense for you. So he's like, let's go to NCR. So I'm like, great. It's at, like the start of the year. That'll kick off sponsorship. Like, good to go. Uh, so he raised a bunch of money for him. Send him out. Uh, that was great. Great experience for him. He grew as a player and just because he tore it up this year uh, and took out a number of super strong players at like six at sixteen years of age. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and so that's why this one's on my list because it's a player who I am super passionate about. Itabashi Zangief. Love him. Love him to death. He's one of the best. One of the greats. One of my favorites. Probably my favorite player. Against Chris CCH, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted, but I want to see him a homeboy win. I want to see him take it. Take it for America. Take it for our Street Fighter. Love seeing that stuff. And actually, it wasn't during this set, and I know I've told this story before, but it was the following set uh, where he played Momi. uh, And I'm behind him cheering him on. And I'm like, you're my boy, Chris. And then from behind me, uh, the guy was just standing next to me. He's like, oh, you, you know Chris? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know Chris. He goes, well, he, he's actually my boy. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you're his dad. Like, it's great to me. Like, it's great to meet you. Like, he's, he's a great kid. He's super talented. And then, like, Chris is about to win. He's like, oh, by the way, like, don't tell him that I'm, like, don't tell him that I'm here. And then he disappears. And I'm like, wait, what? I can't tell him that, like, you're not going to be here for his win. What? <laughs> and then just, um, like, I don't know where, what to do with my emotions. So I'm just like, fuck yeah, Chris, fuck him up. Just trying to switch gears so fast. Uh, and later on, like, talked to his parents. was like, hey, like, you guys are so fucking supportive. And, like, I love seeing that. And they're like, yeah, we, like, we know our kid's awesome. Uh, so it was it's just great to see young players like that having such supportive family uh, and actually watch his interview with born free. He actually goes into a little bit more detail about that, about where he comes from and just, he's got, he's got his head on his shoulders, man, cool head on his shoulders. So look forward to again, El Chipotle and Chris CCH. Those are the players to watch. Promise you that in 2019, mark my goddamn words, but that will do it. That's number one. And that's my list. So I'd like to see your lists. Uh, share them in whatever comments. I'll see them. Uh, and I'll relive these memories with you as well. Because it's been it's been a good year of Street Fighter. If you look back... Like, here's the thing. When you look back at all of the matches that happened this year. And all of the top players who have had success and failures throughout this year. There are arcs out there, and there's good stories to tell, and there's good matches to watch. There's good Street Fighter. There's great Street Fighter out there. There's just so much of it, and like not a whole lot of reporting. Like the money wasn't in reporting, so not a lot of it got reported on. And you know, Street Fight, our Street Fighter being what it was at the time, and Shoryuken, or Event Hubs, like all like we've gone through some awkward changes this year. It's been a weird year. It's going to be a weird 2019. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get chaotic. I love it. But just a lot of it got it could have gotten lost in the ether. Maybe things that weren't uh, on the Pro Tour or something that 
that you thought was was your favorite match. And if it, you know, let's say even outside of Street Fighter, because there were some really good fighting games this year. A lot of good sets. I mean, fuck, look at Sonic Fox, esports player of the year, esports player of the year. Did you see him change? That's the thing that people don't know about before he won the the Game Awards Esports Player of the Year is that he switched seats with every one of the other nominees before before the, they 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 decided who was the winner. So that's that's the actual trick. If you actually want to know how that went down, they won't tell you. They won't write that stuff down. This is just word of mouth stories. So you know, you gotta trust me when I tell you that. But anyway, it's been a great year. Also, it's been a good year for our Street Fighter and a good year for RSF Radio. Uh, so thank you for listening. Hopefully it has been valuable to you. Uh, please, I'm open to feedback at any time. If there's anything that you want to see on the show, please let me know. Uh, and I'll try and work it out. Some things don't work out. Uh, other times we have some, there's some magic on this show. So hopefully it's been a fun ride for you. It's been great for me. Uh, I'll see you, this is like, I'll see you next week. So like, I don't know why I'm getting all uppity about it, but, uh, it's been a good year and I'll see you next week, folks. That's it. Another edition of our street RSF radio. I'm Joe Monday. You can find me at super Joe Monday on twitter.com or at Reddit SF, or just find me on our street fighter, Joe underscore Monday message the mods. I'll see it post just post to our street fighter. I'll fucking see it. I'll know. Uh, but that's been a year folks. Well, actually how do calendars work? Am I going to have another episode? Yeah, there'll be another episode before the end of the year, but this has been my wrap up. I'm going to do something weird. Cause like these next two weeks are going to be real hairy in terms of like work and, you know, five year anniversary with my wife. It's been fantastic. Five years looking forward to many more of those. Uh, she's not listening. She's like, she's off doing like working right now. Uh, then like the new year's it's going to be it's a little buck wild so we'll see what comes out next week it might be it might be like a on the scene kind of recording maybe like a beach recording we'll see how that goes but that's show that's year i will see you guys next week on another edition of rsf radio but until then take care folks peace